If Lamar Jackson refuses to slow down, then Mike Randall and I refuse to slow down too. The pre-snap for NFL picks starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey yo, what's up everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap pick show right here on the LineStar app. The best place for all your DFS tools for NFL, MLB, NHL, basically anything with three letters, Mike. It's, it's really good for that. Three letters are good. W-I-N, that's what we're looking for every ah. single week. Very excited. Lamar Jackson doing what he does. It's called the 2019 MVP, and that's what he is, partner. Yeah, I think that's pretty much over. Man, if you took that bet early in the year, and I'll tell you what, you know, because the show's been successful hopefully next year, we'll do a couple specials on some of those preseason prop bets. I think that's the way to go. We, yep. we didn't do that because we kind of started week one. But I'm thinking we need to do a couple shows on some of the uh, team totals over-unders. We do some of the individuals and – rookies of the year and MVP and all that. So I think that'll be a fun little preview next year. But uh, Mike Randall, you know, another- you, know what, yep. you know, what would have been fun partner is the old Godwin Evans battle, right? Oh. Because it ended up, Godwin ended up getting more uh, fantasy points, more receiving yards, receptions. But early on the Godwin people would have been pounding their chest. Then when like week three to five happened, Evans took over again. That would have been a fun one beginning of the year to see what those bets were. Well, the funny part is Evans is still going to finish in the top 10 of fantasy wide receivers, yeah. regardless of missing yeah. the last three weeks of the season. But uh, a lot of injuries to deal with in a lot of these games, too. We talked about it on yesterday's DFS show. They'll creep up in today's show, too, when you're looking at some of these lines and how those injuries are going to affect some of these offenses, because there's a ton of guys now out for the year. So uh, let's get after it. And let's start with the Chicago Bears and the Packers. We started the season with this game, and here we are right back. And I'm trying to think. Where we're at with both of these teams, you know, that Thursday night opening game, the Bears looked like crap. Packers defense looked really good, but kind of offensively, you know, a lot to be desired. And here we are. And the Bears are going to travel to Green Bay. They are three and a half point underdogs. And I'm kind of curious, Mike, do you think they're kind of tempting you here with this three and a half to take the Bears? Because I feel like that's a bit of a trap here. I know Trubisky played well last week, but. I don't know, man. Are we going to believe he's going to go on the road and, and now all of a sudden he's figured out how to use Anthony Miller and he's figured everything else out? They don't run the football very well. I don't know. I As much as I'm not enamored of the Packers this year, I feel like this should be a Packer W. And the three and a half, they should clear, no? If this is a trap, then I'm going to fall into the trap. The Packers have a good record, but they haven't really looked super impressive most weeks. Last week, they play the Redskins. They don't cover. Okay, it's a 2015 game. Yes, I think the Bears have been hot. Trubisky has back to back top QB four performances in fantasy, but it's still the Packers at home. It's still a questionable Bears team. They should stop the run run better with Akeem Nix now back. So I don't know. It's a questionable one. I see what you see, but I'm going with the Packers here and I'm giving the points at home. All right. The number is 40 and a half. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think they'll score. I'm starting to have faith in the Bears' offense now with Trubisky. A-Rob should do some things. They're going to have to run the ball. That's the biggest mismatch, right, that that Green Bay run defense versus David Montgomery. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to put up about 20 in this game. So the question is, do I think the Bears can get up there as well? I do. I would lean the over here. I, I expect I expect this to be a solid Packers win at home, so I'll take the over. All right, this one might be my favorite one on the slate. The Denver Broncos are nine and a half point underdog going to Kansas City. Now, granted, the Chiefs defense has played better of late, but but the Broncos defense has played quite well also. And Patrick Mahomes has been good, not great since he's returned. I, I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, this is another one where nine and a half is a pretty big number there. And the Chiefs are another team where I just don't feel like they're necessarily putting everybody away all the time. But the Denver Broncos with Locke, all of a sudden, they seem to have this little new life. And I know everybody kind of gave them zero shot last week. And last week, they certainly proved it wrong. So do you think this is another scenario where people aren't respecting what the Broncos do enough on defense and how they keep some of these games very close? Because nine and a half seems pretty large to me. I thought this would be a six and a half. The nine and a half, that one kind of surprised me. This one is so hard for me this week. Very, very tough because I've told you that rule that over the last four years, 80% of the underdogs who are the nine, 10 point underdogs have covered. That number rings true. That's just a, a number in the NFL that really makes you scratch your heads. So last week, what we have the Redskins, what were they? Again, Redskins were what? Nine and a half, not 10 point underdogs. They cover in Green Bay. So it's back to that number again. Part of me thinks this is a blow-up spot for the Chiefs. It's Drew Locke. He's going to have a bad game on the road. Chiefs defense is playing well. It's such a hard, hard one for me. I will stay with the math. I will stay with the fact that teams that are underdogs by 9 or 10 points are covering 80% of the time, and I will take the Broncos and the points. But I don't feel great about it, man. I got to tell you. All right. What about the 45 and a half? I actually think this is an over. Yeah, I think it's an over two. I, I, yeah. The Mahomes and the Chiefs offense is getting rolling. It's late in the year. They've been playing great. This is going to be a spot that they're going to score, but I do think the Broncos will score Score also. No one stops Cortland Sutton, no matter who it is. No, matter no, who no one's stopping is. him. And Fant, yep. you know, I know Fant's a little banged up right now, but it looks like as of right now on Friday when we're recording this, he's going to play. Yep. So that's another guy, too, who's really emerged ever since, the, uh, ever since Joe Flacco took a seat. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, look, Noah Fant's super talented. <laughs> yep. Give me, uh, uh, I don't know, give me a 28-20 game, something yeah, like that. that sounds, you know, something right around there. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> there's, your, there's your nine and a half cover right there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, right, I, I, I'm feeling the Broncos this week. I really do. Maybe I'm you know, drinking the Kool-Aid, but I don't know. I just feel like defense travels. We said it about Pittsburgh last week. We were right. And I feel like Denver Broncos, same thing. Defense travels. It traveled last week. And I feel like the Chiefs have a big letdown after last week, too. I mean, the Chiefs had a, you know, that was a huge game to get up for. They came out the victory. They're feeling real confident. And I just don't trust them. Like every Andy Reid team, I don't trust them. And um, I don't know. It's, I have no disillusion that the Chiefs aren't going to win this football game. But I just think the Broncos are going to keep it closer than other people do. All right. The Houston Texans, who we're just talking about, who got trounced by the Broncos last week. I don't know who they are. I have no idea. The Tennessee Titans, I think I know who they are. I think they're a team that runs the football and is getting some really choice quarterback play from Ryan Tannehill, of all people. I feel like the confidence is growing, and they're favored by three at home against the Texans. I think that's correct. The question is, Mike Randall, do you think that's correct? And do you think from a wagering standpoint, 
you should be betting the favorite or should you be taking the Texans on another bounce back where you just can't gauge the Texans on a week-to-week basis? Two units here that I feel strongly about. I trust the Houston Texans offense to bounce back. I think Deshaun Watson will bring them back. It's funny, people, someone put on Twitter last night, uh, you had the year of the Mahomes last year, year of Lamar Jackson. Who could it be the year of next year? It very well could be Deshaun Watson. Oh, I good. Trust- For a second, I was wondering if you're going to say Ryan Tannehill, and I was going to say, we can't <laughs> no, do the show I together can't. anymore. We can't do it anymore. That's it. You and I, we I, can't do it. I, can't, <laughs> I love I can't, it, though. Like, yes. It's been great. I can't put that much faith in, in, in him. But, however, what I will say is I also feel – as much as I'm positive on the Texans offense, I'm negative on the Texans defense. They've struggled. The Titans have been rolling. No one's stopping Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown's exploding. On the offensive side for the Texans, Will Fuller, who knows if he's going to play or not. So I like the Texans offense, but I don't like their defense. In that case, I have to take the home team. Tannehill went on the road in Oakland. You were right about that. Lit him up, blitzed him, played great. Derrick Henry, death taxes and Derrick Henry late in the season. So I'm going to give the points with Tennessee. If Houston was healthy on defense, I would look for a big bounce back here. But I think it's high scoring because I do trust the Texans offense to put up points. I just don't think their defense will stop the Titans enough to cover. All right. Uh, the number there is 51 and a half. Um, you know, this is tricky. This is a tricky one because, you know, if the Texans win this football game, I feel like it's an under. The Titans win this ball game. I feel like it's an over. I don't know if that sounds right or not, but uh, that's this is. I'm going to stay away from the 51 and a half. I just am. I just, you know, these two teams they know each other pretty well. I'm going to run away from this one, even though I do think the Titans will win this football game. What about you in this 51 and a half? Yeah, over the last six games, Houston's defensive front is allowing almost 4.8 yards per carry to opposing running backs. I just don't see a way that Houston stops Tennessee. So the question is, I know. Tennessee's going to score can Houston get up into the 20s and if they can I think they'll get the over and the answer is yes so I think it's a high scoring game here I will take the over even if the high number of 51 all right uh, New England Patriots are on to Cincinnati Uh, the Bengals are obviously nine and a half point underdogs at home to the Patriots and that seems right I mean especially with all this nonsense with the taping which is I I mean it's such a (laughs) non-story I felt like this whole thing I was like the first second I heard it, I was like, well, it sounds like somebody in the Patriots offense missed something they should have done and they should know better because whenever the Patriots are traveling with cameras, everyone's going to get uh, their panties in a bunch. And uh, here we go. Another stupid, nonsensical thing that does has nothing to do with anything because, you know, just like the inflated footballs when the footballs are reinflated in the second half and they put up 30 more points on the Colts. I don't see anybody whining and complaining about that. And I mean, like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but I don't I don't remember it making much of a difference in that game or any game or in the it, Super Bowl for that matter. <laughs> it, it's it's stupid. It doesn't affect the outcome on the on the no. on the it, on all the it does is it no pisses off the Patriots. It, that's the only thing I could say in terms of affecting the outcome. So I, I guess here's the question. They're gonna be pissed off this week. They're coming off a, a loss at home, which they haven't had in December in forever, to a, a, an important team that you really wanted to beat, and now they basically kind of let that whole you know, home field is basically gone now for them. They have that one home game probably it looks like. But do they have the offense to take it out on the Bengals? I know they have the defense to take it out on them. Do you think they have the offense to do it? I don't think – whether or not I think they have the offense, I don't think the Bengals have a defensive front that can disrupt the Patriots' offense at all. I'm going to go against the 9-10 to 10 point spread rule here. I'm sorry. I just – I don't see how – the Patriots don't win this game and win this game in cover. I, I can't imagine it. You know the Patriots' defense is going to show up. They're going to shut down Andy Dalton. They're going to be all over them. I don't see the Bengals putting up a lot of points. 
I think that the Patriots offensive line is vulnerable. I've seen it now too many weeks, Joe, where I'm getting a little nervous about it. But the Bengals don't have the personnel to, to deal with that. So I cannot in any way make an argument that the Bengals are covering here. I don't care about the numbers on this one. I think they'll put up points. Could be a it's lot the of turnovers, points. right? At the end it's of the day. Right. So that's, I, I, see, that's what I see. I see if, if New England's gonna New England's defense is gonna put up at least seven, if not, you know, put them in position basically to get another cheap three or six. And I feel like there's your cover right there. Like, you know, no matter what the offense does. Yeah, I agree. A lot of Sony Michelle in this game. Brady gets right. Edelman getting the end zone again. I I, lo- I liked it, and I was a little nervous about the ten. So what I did is I ended up teasing it with the with the uh, Jets last night. I got the extra six uh, points with the Jets, so they barely covered, but they did. This one I teased it down to four. I think it's a lock. I'm taking the Patriots giving the points. All right, the number so forty one and a half. So uh, thoughts on the over under? Yeah, I just I think the New England Patriots are going to be able to get to like 24, 28 points against the Bengals. I'm sorry. I just think they are. So I'll take the over. Yes. You can't take the over on that. All right. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on both fronts there. I mean, this should be, you know, everything that looks like a cakewalk sometimes isn't. But I feel like this one, the Patriots are going to handle their business. And they're handling it on defense, you know. Joe, think of it this way. People are talking about benching Lamar Jackson yesterday because. Oh, you know what? That was the dumbest thing. Who the hell was who the hell was out there saying bench Lamar Jackson? How do you live with yourself? How do you sleep at night? How do you go through the next six months of your life before football season starts to ramp up again? <clears throat> before you could possibly well, and that's and that's the thing. Lamar if, if you're going to bench Lamar Jackson and you lose your fantasy matchup, no problem. If the New England Patriots are going to end up playing a tight game against the Bengals in December, I'll take the loss. I don't care. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. This is the whole thing. Uh, somebody asked me a question yesterday on Twitter. You know, they got Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't been great. Eli's got a good matchup against the Dolphins. And I said to them, look, you know, Eli Manning wasn't even a starting quarterback in the league for the last 10 weeks. So think about that and realize that even if Aaron Rodgers is not as great as you wanted him to be, if you lose with Aaron Rodgers, you can live with it. You can't live with yourself if you took Aaron Rodgers out for Eli Manning and you lost by 10 points. Yeah. And that was the 10 points that Aaron Rodgers got on your bench. That's just That's bad correct. fantasy. Yeah. You have to understand you got to go pretty much with the dudes that got you there unless it's an injury situation of enormous proportions and you have somebody potentially better like you can't tell me you can't sell me that eli manning is a better fantasy asset just because the dolphins are a bad football team and you know what the dolphins are more competitive so everybody needs to like break that cycle a little bit too all right absolutely let's let's talk about the seahawks now because i feel like the panthers have folded up the tents christian mccaffrey i don't know if it's the workload catching up with him but no touchdown the last two weeks maybe it's just this whole thing where the panthers are just kind of looking to 2020 but it feels like they're not ready to really compete. Now, at the same time, the Seahawks, I mean, not what I expected last week. So here we go. Seahawks, Panthers, the Seahawks are favored by six and a half. I feel like that's a lot. They lost Rashad Penny. I think the Seahawks are going to win this football game again. I have no problem with it, but man, I kind of want to take the Panther side of this game with six and a half. I'm going to argue the spot with you like I did last week. The Rams home need the game. They're familiar with Seattle. Now I'm going to go the opposite direction. Seattle needs to make a statement that the Panthers have, in essence, quit to a certain extent. Not as bad as Jacksonville's quit, but they're not stopping anyone. Their defense isn't anywhere near where it used to be. Remember, they're getting like five, six sacks a game earlier in the year. That's not going to happen here. Everyone runs on the Panthers. Chris Carson's going to be fantastic. I know no penny, but I like what I saw to Tyler Lockett last week. I think he's getting healthy. Seattle needs this game. I think this is a big smash spot for the Seahawks. I will give the points here against the Carolina team. Change the head coach. 
nothing to play for. I agree with you about McCaffrey. His numbers haven't been where they used to be. And Seattle really needs this game badly to keep pace here for the playoffs and get their seating where they want to be. I'm betting on Russell Wilson. I'm betting on the Carolina poor run defense. I will give the points with Seattle here. Just like I didn't like Seattle last week, I really like him this week. I think they make a statement. Well, look, we love Chris Carson this week. Uh, There was no doubt about that. If you missed that show, go over and check out the Line Start DFS show. Uh, and subscribe to the show here and we'll be back again by the way major league baseball season hopefully and uh, we'll take you through the slates as well but yeah that that panthers run defense not good chris carson now standing alone again 48 and a half is the number so your thoughts here yeah a lot of points i uh, dj moore has actually been fantastic and, and they even put ian thomas in. he started scoring so kyle allen's got some weapons in carolina too many weapons that they won't be able to score tight ends are terrible against seattle so this could be another ian thomas touchdown if olsen's out but uh maybe mccaffrey gets going at home they put some points up i hate taking so many overs here but i uh, again the unit in this game well we're also getting most. to that time of the year mike in all yeah. fairness like we're yeah. getting to that time of the year where defenses are worn out tired People looking to get home healthy. People know they're not in it. And that's why we're seeing some of these numbers go up. Yeah. And, and there's just too many numbers here that pop out. Like DJ Moore, for example, has 80 plus yards or a touchdown in six straight games. Too many players at skill positions doing well. So I'm going to take the over in this one also. Okay. Let's move on to the next one here. The Tampa Bay Bucks without Mike Evans are going to travel to Detroit. Uh, Detroit is uh, still got Blau out there, but they also will not have Marvin Jones. So Two big receivers in this game no longer available, both out for the year. So Brashad Perryman, O.J. Howard will have to step in and fill the void. Uh, the Bucks are favored by three and a half, and the Bucks have played better football. I actually feel pretty confident in this one because I don't think the Lions can keep pace with the reckless offense of Jameis Winston. I know he's not 100% either. He's dealing with a little bit of a hand issue, a thumb issue. So I still feel pretty confident that the Bucks can win this one handily. I'm going to go with the Bucks and the three and a half. I think it's actually safer than other people realize. I understand it's on the road. I understand that lines have been frisky to start the year, but I feel like they're kind of fading into the background too. How do you feel about the Bucks traveling? Are you worried that this is a little bit of a trap too, perhaps? Yeah, because I, I don't trust Tampa Bay anymore. I've hated Jameis Winston. He turns the ball over way too much. He even turned the ball over when he was in college. Not a Jameis guy. So now he loses one of his best weapons in Mike Evans. The Lions are now home here. The Tampa Bay run defense has been fantastic, but their pass defense has been lethal. Kenny Galladay should have a monster game. Danny Amendola should do very well. Blau's okay. I, I don't trust Jameis, and I don't trust the Bucks. and now they lost one of their biggest chess pieces on offense. I'll take the home team in the points here. I, I think I'm not trusting Jameis Winston in the Bucks on the road yet. I, he could easily have three interceptions again in this game. Well, I'll tell you what. If they had a full, healthy group there, Maybe I would give the Lions, you know, if it's Stafford and it's Jones and it's everybody out there and carry on was back and everyone's healthy. Maybe I feel differently, but I think the Bucks are just playing better. I think everyone's starting to realize, hey, you know, maybe it took a, a little longer than people expected because I know the Bucks, uh, a lot of people were high on them and that Bruce Arians coaching change. And sometimes things take a little bit more time to sink in. I feel like it's starting to kick in ever since the bye. They've been a better football team. They got absolutely pounded out there in London. And then they've come back ever since, and they've been competitive. And they're, they're look, they're not perfect. They're far from. 45 and a half is the number. Uh, I would venture to say the over just because of the Bucks alone have just been kind of a scoring machine. So, I mean, the Lions don't have to do too much. I mean, if the Lions can get to 17, I feel like this is, a, this is an easy over. Yeah, especially because Tampa Bay has given up the third most 
uh, touchdowns to opposing defenses this year. So Detroit's going to put points up at home. Jameis does have enough weapons to keep this high, so I'll take the over as well. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one here. The Miami Dolphins. You got the Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Eli Manning game. No, don't don't adjust your headsets. This is not 2015. Uh, I understand what you're thinking, but here we go. The Giants. How is this possible? They're three and a half point favorites at home. How are the Giants a three and a half point favorite? I don't care what happened last week with the Eagles. I don't care. I don't care. The Giants defense is terrible. I understand the Dolphins have been, you know, wretched in the first half of the season. But again, they've won some football games. Uh, Devontae Parker is not 100%. That's something to keep an eye on. Hearns is not 100%. That's something to keep an eye on. But regardless, I don't know, man. I feel like this is another game where I'm not going to be shocked if the Dolphins walk away with an outright victory. How do you feel about the Dolphins-Giants with Eli Manning at quarterback? And uh, look, I mean, basically Saquon, also DFS world. I mean, talk about like 7K for Saquon Barkley. My, how the, the mighty have fallen this year. So Giants three and a half. Do you think that that's, a, that's the proper favorite line here? No, I'm with you. I'm not buying the Giants. I'm not believing in Saquon Barkley. All that stuff is meaningless to me. I'm going to end up taking the Dolphins and the points. Barkley has not been right. He hasn't scored since week seven. Eli Manning, I mean, you want to say the homecoming and there's a special moment? Maybe. I guess that could happen. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I agree with everything you just said. I'll take the points. All right, uh, and the number here in this game is 46 and a half. So we're not looking for a lot of D in this game. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say over because I just I, I just feel like that seems to be the going rate here. And, you know, the Dolphins, this is, uh, you know, another another trip for them to New York. I, I don't know. I think Flores, you know, Flores has got them kind of hungry there. I think they're going to stay competitive no matter who's out of this game. If Parker and Hearns are healthy and active, I think this is an easy over. If they're not, I can understand fading away from it. Where are you with it? Yeah, I agree. I think Fitzpatrick is good for putting up points. I think Fitzpatrick is going to put up at least two touchdowns, maybe three. The Giants at home should get rolling. Darius Slayton's been fantastic. He continued that with Eli Manning. I wasn't sure about the connection, how that was going to go. I see points again. So, again, we'll go with the worn-down defenses. I guess that's the theme part in here, week 15. I'll take the worn down, Worn-down worn down, uh, defenses who are getting paid – and see the light at the end of the tunnel, and they see, oh, I'm almost done here, and uh, it hurts, and I want to stop <laughs> because I'm yeah, tired. Yeah. And that's a, that's what happens. All right, <clears throat> this next one, man, I I am I am at a loss. So you got to talk me through Eagles Redskins. Okay, the Eagles are four and a half point favorites. Which theoretically, if you put this game out at the beginning of the year, you would say the Eagles should be a ten point favorite in this game, right? But they're not. The Redskins have been more competitive. They covered again. They keep covering all the time. Will they cover again here, this four and a half, at home against the Eagles? I know Geis is out. I know you're basically asking Haskins to throw the football and complete passes. So can he do that, and can the Redskins actually cover? This is such a tough one, man. I believe in the Eagles and Doug Peterson a lot more than I believe in an injury-ravaged Washington team. No Darius Geis. It's going to be Adrian Peterson in a cloud of dust against a good Eagles run defense. Wentz is going to have to attack Ertz, Goddard, all those guys. They're hampered as well, but I'm going to go with the team that needs the game more. They're on the road. Peterson is familiar with Washington. It's still Dwayne Haskins. He can throw an interception whenever you need. I don't feel great about it. I don't like interdivision games where the favorites on the road, but without Geis, injury prone, Peterson gets stuffed. It's going to be on Dwayne Haskins' arm. No thank you. I will take the Eagles and give the points. 
All right. Uh, the number is 38 and a half. So what does that mean to you, my granddad? It means run away, man. No interest. <laughs> I mean, geez, I can't. No interest at all here. You want to be sitting around this game. Well, this Joe was another Wicks. week one matchup, right? Of memory right. serves. When this week one where all of a sudden the, uh, the <laughs> God, out of the gate, the Redskins just were putting a hurting up on the Eagles. And everyone was like, what's going on? And everybody had Eagles and Survivor Pools week one against the Redskins. And they had to sweat it out until the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was 32-27. Case Keenum had three touchdowns. Wentz had three touchdowns. And sure enough, Darius Geis had 18 yards rushing on 10 carries. So I don't see it. Peterson, they escaped last week, got the win that they needed. They're still in the hunt. I can't see them blowing it here. I'm staying away from that over-under line. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one here. Jacksonville Jaguars, they look like they probably hung it up too. I mean, that was effort. I want to call it a bad effort because you'd have to have effort for it to be a bad effort. Now they're going to travel to Oakland. They're going to go across the country now, play the Oakland Raiders, who also have been licking their wounds lately too. The Raiders are favored by six and a half, though. Jacobs looks like he's going to play. That's all trending in the right direction. That's good news because Jacobs playing, I feel good about the Oakland Raiders. But do you feel six and a half points good about them? No, I don't. I, I think the Raiders have been exposed as a team that was playing well against poor opponents. Last week was a big game for me. They really didn't even show up. They got manhandled. Jaguars go on the road. Minshew's going to keep him close. He's going to be competitive there and, and, and lead that team. DJ Chark looks like he's not going to play. There's still D.D. Westbrook. There's still Chris Connolly. Fournette's going to be the best player on the field. I think six and a half is way too much. Way too much. I will take Jaguars plus the points. All right. Uh, the number here is 45 and a half. So where are you at there? That'll take the over because I think Jacksonville's defense has, in essence, quit. So uh, Carr could hit some big plays. Tyrell Williams could actually appear again after he's been on a milk carton for God knows how long. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't like the defense for the Jaguars either. Oakland's at home. Tennessee was throwing it all over them. A.J. Brown hit a couple big passes deep. So maybe Westbrook finally gets going to make me feel better about my preseason bust of D.D. Westbrook. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be hosting the Cleveland Browns at home in Arizona. The Browns are three-and-a-half-point road favorites in this game. Now, hopefully, between uh, Cleveland and the trip to Arizona, Odell Beckham doesn't uh, ask someone else to take him and put him on another team. We'll see if that works out for him. I don't know. I think it's going to happen in the offseason. I think him and Le'Veon Bell will have new addresses and new helmets uh, next year, too, because uh, it just seems to be trending. So what last year turned out to be, in my opinion, one of the top three off-seasons of football ever. I think we're shaping up to have another one of those as well. It feels like we're getting there because another, all these big names again, moving yet again. And some of the same ones, which is even funnier. Like we're, we're going to be right back in the Odell conversation. We're going to be right back in the Lev Bell, maybe even the Antonio Brown conversation. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, I can't do that. That one. I can't do Des Bryant. Even I mean, throw out once to throw him in while you're talking. Yeah. Des Bryant, you know, that's one that always shocks me that Des Bryant never came back. You know, I just kind of he's just not athletic enough. He was winning at the catch point. That's what he was. He became a jump ball specialist, which is what I'm worried about. Mike Evans is going to become. But uh, yes, no, it's odd because you would think some team could use him. But the problem is when they become such a headache, unless they're super athletic, no one wants them. Yeah, I, I, I get it. So Cleveland Browns, you want them in the minus three here? No, I'll take the home team. I think it's a coin flip game. I don't think Eldo Beckham is right about that with the sports hernia. I know Kareem Hunt has been excellent. Nick Chubb, they can get going. But Arizona, this is a game they can win easily. Christian Kirk, Kyla Murray's now healthy. David Johnson caught a touchdown. He came out through the, the grave last week. Arizona's at home. Cleveland's offensive line is not great. It's a coin flip game. Easily, I could see Arizona winning. I'll take the Cardinals and the points. 
Yeah, I can, I can understand that thought process. I don't know, man. Cardinals just look so bad last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm going to go ahead with the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take them here. I, it's, I just think they're going to run the ball down their throats with Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. I think it's going to be a huge game for him. And this is the first time I've liked Nick Chubb more than Kareem Hunt since Kareem Hunt's come back. But I think this is a, this is a big Nick Chubb just running amok here. And I think they win this one easily. 49 is the number. I feel like the under. It, yeah, I'm with you on the under. Yeah. I just feel like the under. It just seems to be, especially if you're going to say, you know, it's a Nick Chubb game. If that's my thought process here, then I, I can't imagine that it going over on the 49 because that's a pretty good size number there. Uh, sloppy let's move on. sloppy game here. Yeah, yeah. Sloppy game, a lot of turnover. So, yeah, muck it up and give me the under. Oh, man, boy, oh, boy. All those people so excited about the Cleveland Browns in 2019. And look where we are. It's the middle of December, and they're basically irrelevant. Uh, good times, <laughs> just like old times. Minnesota Vikings at Chargers. The Chargers, one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. The Chargers have played better. Mike Williams is starting to get targets. Austin Eckler touches the ball 10 times and gets 200 yards. Crazy things are happening right now. But the craziest of all is Derwin James coming back. And all of a sudden, since Derwin James has come back into that secondary, they've played much better. Now, the Vikings are still not at full strength. Do you think, and I'll, you know, I know I'm the Charger whisperer, so here we go again. Just when you think you could always kind of say, oh, well, this is a Vikings romp. They should win. It's kind of weird that the Vikings are only one and a half point favorites in this game. I think that's a little odd. I feel like they're tempting you to go with the Vikings. So I'm going to go with them Chargers. I'm going to go. Let's go. Let's do it. Another annoying upset. Everybody in Minnesota scratching their heads going, what the hell is going on? Why did we lose to the damn Chargers? But I think the Chargers win this football game. What do you think? absolute lock and i feel better about it now that the charger whisperer no. my great partner here agrees absolute lock with you chargers are going to win this game 12 the and defense, 2 12 and the, 2 on the charger games this year the it's defense has been fantastic you know the chargers joe have only allowed one of the 13 quarterbacks that they've seen this year to have a qb 12 a, a, a qb one overall performance their defense is legit they're going to get pressure Thielen, if he plays, he's still not right. Dalvin Cook, that chest injury is lingering. Last week he was okay. I would not say he was dominant last week, but he played. This is going to be a much stiffer test. Rivers has the offense going there. Eckler is now involved. Mike Williams got off the schneid with a touchdown. Hunter Henry's going to be lethal. Absolutely love the Chargers. No one will be in the stands, but this is where Rivers is at his best. <laughs> Makes no sense. If Vegas begs you, be careful. Hashtag Vegas knows. Love the Chargers. Yeah, it's just that one and a half is fishy. It's super fishy. I feel like everybody goes, oh, well, Vikings, one and a half. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they're just begging for it. They're begging for it. 45 and a half is the number. I'll take the over in this one. I oh, will. yeah. Points I mean, galore. Philip well, Rivers, top yeah. five fantasy QB. Lock it And up the secondary has time. not been good. The secondary yeah. has not been good at all. Joe, um, all roads are open. All uh, roads Let's do it. Let's go, Chargers. Woo! I think I know where my upset special is going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We'll see. We'll see by the time we end. All right. Here's another big one. San Francisco 49ers coming off an absolutely stellar victory. I mean, that was a fun football game. So fun, in fact that not only did both teams cover the total at halftime on <laughs> together, but they individually covered the, the over yes, yes. <laughs> by themselves. So if you had 90 and you took the under, you lost. <laughs> that game so lost so, Unbelievable. Yep. So anyway, now that the 49ers look, I, look, I, I said this yesterday. I'm going to repeat it on this show in case people missed it. The 49ers throw a ton of slants over the middle. 
the biggest weakness of the Falcons is the linebacking core covering anybody or picking up anybody. And Debo and Emmanuel Sanders are going to run a muck. So is George Kittle. Mostert's the guy now. I feel like they found the guy. They're starting to roll now. Enough with this stupid committee nonsense. Mostert has kind of separated himself from the pack, which is surprising, but awesome. Good for him. I think this is another big day for Garoppolo. I love the 49ers in this game. Ten and a half is a big number. That's my only hesitation. I'm going to stay away from it, but I love, love the 48 and a half. I think this is absolutely an over between the Falcons and 49ers. I know you're like, well, why? Why? The 49ers defense is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good, but they're also getting tired. And Matt Ryan's a professional quarterback. So let's not forget that. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's out for the year. Matt Ryan's going to find a way to put up some points. And the 49ers are going to score a ton. I think that combination puts us one at an over. Ten and a half. Where are you there? I'm spitting in the face of metrics and numbers on this one. I agree with you. Niners are going to roll in this game. The key to me is that the Atlanta offensive line is horrific. They've given up 16 sacks over the last three games. So the Niners are going to be able to do what they really couldn't do last week, which is get pressure on Matt Ryan. Garoppolo will attack them. Raheem Mostert has been fantastic. Atlanta's defense is bang up. No Desmond Trufant. The slants are all over the place, like you said. Big win for the Niners. Any other team coming in, 10 points, a lot of points. Atlanta doesn't have the guts. They don't have the personnel. And the pressure is going to be lethal on Matt Ryan, and he is not mobile. So I will give the points, absolutely. All right, the Rams and Cowboys. It's practically a pick The Cowboys are one-point underdogs at home. So I guess now it's okay to take uh, Todd Gurley out of the closet and, and dust him off and use him again. It's great. It's, it's terrific. Ha ha. Uh, but this has become the Woods, Higby, Gurley show of late. So Cooper Cup's kind of faded into the background here. The Cowboys are completely frustrating. I kind of get why the Rams, I feel like everybody finally went, you know what? Enough with the Cowboys. Enough. And then you get this line, minus one for the Rams. So I'm going to, I'll take the Rams. I'll take the bait here because I just feel like, they have more talent on both sides of the ball than the Cowboys. And I feel like they're starting to utilize it better. So that's the best thing that I can say to this. And my faith in the Cowboys is just completely faded away. Like every time I feel like, okay, they get a W here on Thanksgiving. Nope. All right. Look, they get an easy W here against. Nope. There's no such thing as easy W. And now you're going to tell me the Rams come to town and that's their easy W. I'm not buying it. Give me the Rams in the one. How about you, Mike? Where are you at with Dallas now? Well, I'll make it real simple. I think Jalen Ramsey eliminates Amari Cooper. I think the Rams' interior run defense is legit, so I think they stuff Zeke, who has not been able to perform anywhere near what we thought, even with a solid offensive line. Not since he got paid. (laughs) Yeah, not since he got paid against much worse opponents. The Rams' offense is clicking. I think the Dallas' offense is soft. I know Michael Gallup had a big game against the Rams last year in the playoff game, but I'm sorry. I think Dallas is trending the wrong way. I think this is a nail in the coffin in Jason Garrett's coaching career in Dallas. I'll go with McVay. I'll take the road team and give the point here. I will because I think Jalen Ramsey eliminates Amari Cooper. And when you do that against this Dallas offense, they have struggled. All right, 48 and a half. Now it seems like an over 48 and a half to me. It seems like it. But if everything you're saying comes to fruition and the Cowboys aren't able to convert, is that 48 and a half in trouble? Is this a runaway? I think it's an under for me because I think Dallas will get some pressure on Jared Goff, and then he tends to struggle when there's pressure still. So I expect their front line here with those big guys up front to make some noise and to put some pressure on them. So I'll still lean the under, but I think the Rams win the game because I think in the end, Dallas, the most reliable unit to me is that interior run defense of the Rams and Jalen Ramsey, and that's who I'm going to go with. 
All right, next is Sunday Night Football. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. One and a half points favorites to the Buffalo Bills. I'll take the Bills in this one. I just think, look, as good as the defense has been for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I just, I don't I don't know, man. I, I think Josh Allen's played well enough. He earns my respect. This would be a huge road win for them. They almost, you know, they came real close. We were very much on the Bills last week against the Ravens, and that was a battle, and it got tight late and that game with a couple different calls a couple different scenarios could have gone a very different way i think the bills show you something here and beat the pittsburgh Steelers because i just think they're a better offensive football team and i think they're going to be regardless of connor being back i don't care i'm going to take the bills in this one with the one and a half mike how do you feel about it sean mcdermott has been so consistent this year that he forces me to say agree with you and to stay with the bills on the road this is the mike tomlin spot though partner but they're they are favored and they're giving the point and they will they're gonna have to run the ball down the bill's throat because that secondary has stopped everyone that they've gone against josh allen can do enough plays with his legs i like the bills even though this is the classic mike tomlin spot at home on sunday night football it is but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the quarterback here to me the tie goes to the quarterback in this scenario here and it's it's the quarterback play is so much better on the Buffalo side. I feel like he's going to find a way to win this football game. And one and a half is just, that's that's a joke. So give me Buffalo here. I think this is at least a field goal win for the Bills. I just don't think the Steelers can offensively keep pace with a team like Buffalo. And and granted, like, uh, I don't, we've talked about on this show how good the Steelers defense has been. This is not a shot at them. Buffalo's defense is pretty good too, last time I checked. So keep that in mind here. Buffalo knows they're right in the hunt here. Not that Pittsburgh isn't, but I feel like Buffalo really has an opportunity here. And I think as much as you can take confidence from a loss, I think you take some confidence that you competed with the Ravens last week. Uh, 35 and a half is the number. I'm staying away from this one. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, stay away. It could be like 17, 16, no interest. Who knows? Uh, All right, next one here. And the final one, Monday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts against the Saints. The Saints at home, eight and a half point favorites. This makes sense to me. Um you know, I just think the Saints at home are just very difficult to slow down offensively. And and now the defense has not played well, but I guess it's all about whether or not you think the Colts offense can do anything. And at this point, I think the Colts are another team. Just so many injuries have piled up. And I feel like, you know, they're kind of seeing everything slip away from them very slowly. And that's very difficult. So do you feel comfortable with the Saints and the eight and a half at home in their building coming off a bad loss in their building? So Colts, no Ebron. Colts, no T.Y. Hilton. Saints coming off a loss at home. Most reliable unit. Saints run defense to stuff Marlon Mack. I'm going to take the Saints in a big bounce back because their offense certainly was clicking and the Colts are just compromised here. So I'll take the Saints at home in a big bounce back win. All right. The number here is 46 and a half. So can Indianapolis do enough here in this one to get you to the over? Oh, it's hard for me, man, not to take the over when I just saw Jimmy Garoppolo shred them for over 45 points yeah, in, in there. So do I think that Brissett can put some points up and Frank Reich will have some things? Yeah, probably. So I'll take the over on this one. Okay, so it's that time. It's upset special time. Mike Randall and I right here on the Lion Star app on the pre-snap pick show are going to give you our upsets of the week. So Mike Randall, I've got two to choose from. So I'm going to give you the floor first yet again here. And I'm going to give you the whole board. Where are you going for the upset special in week 15 in the NFL? Well, I had two as well. You're very generous of you. See, I'm, a, I'm a lovely human it's being. The Christmas it's Christmas season you're year. caring. It's the holidays, and I want you to have first crack at it. So go ahead, Randall. 
than to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger, go Chargers, go. Give me the Chargers at home and the Vikings coming on the road. Big spot for the Chargers because it means nothing to them. So, of course, they're going to show up. Mike Williams toasting Xavier Rhodes down the sideline. Gordon and Eckler and a really strong Charger defense getting some sacks, holding down Stephon Diggs, getting shadowed the whole game. Give me the Chargers to win outright at home with five people in the stands against the Vikings. I will agree with that. That was one of my two. We talked about it earlier in the program. And, uh, yeah, I just – I mean, they are absolutely begging you to take the Minnesota Vikings with that line. It just seems very fishy to me. I'm in agreement with you. Okay, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. And you're going to say, really, the Denver Broncos? But Kansas City just came off a victory against the New England Patriots, to which I say, did they? Did they really? Did they really come away with a victory from the New England Patriots? I mean, they came out with a win, but a victory, eh, we'll see what happens with that. So give me the nine and a half on the Denver side. I don't think the Broncos are going to win this game. But I think from a defensive standpoint, they are definitely going to be in it. So I think the Denver Broncos are going to cover that big old nine and a half with the defense and with Drew Locke on the road. Yeah, I know it's on the road too, but you know what? They're a plucky little team, those Denver Broncos. So give me the Broncos to cover this Sunday. So if you enjoy the pre-snap, make sure you are uh, subscribing. Give us a five-star review. You can listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google, anywhere you get your podcast. You can listen to us here over on Line Star app and make sure you get that Line Star app while you're at it and upgrade to that premium product. It's the best in the business for all you DFS tools. So go out there, get it. There's still time to win some money. Like Mike Randall said, defenses are closing up shop. This is the most fun time of year to play DFS. Lots of points on the board to be had. In the meantime, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at Randall Rant, at Joe Pisa Pia 17, at Line Star app, and of course at Line Star. NFL. That'll do it for me and Mike Randall. The pre-snap is over. It's time to break the huddle, and there's nothing left to do now except sit down. Win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.